You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Turn to two eye, John. And I speak tonight, not that I've apprehended, but uh, I am getting older, and uh, I'm in my 60th year. And uh, I don't say this to be morbid or, or negative, but I never thought I'd live this long. To be honest, I'm so convinced of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and the rapture of the church. As far as I'm concerned, we're, we're somewhere between the 69th week and the 70th week of Daniel. And uh, he's coming soon. And I'm looking for the blessed hope. I thought we'd already be gone by now with all that's around us and what we're seeing uh, fulfilled, prophecy. Evil men and seducers surely have waxed worse and worse. And uh, boy, they're lovers of their own selves more than lovers of God. And uh, I have watched over my years, I've, I believe I can safely say that I've watched some things transpire since I've been aware of spiritual battles. And uh, for a long time the devil had his crosshairs on the King James Bible. And uh, he's, he's still doing a good job at combating truth. And, uh, and I'm not being negative, but he's about won that battle. Now he hadn't won it with us. I'm questioning about Brother Angel what he thinks about the King James <laughs> I wish you would clarify his position. And, uh, I appreciate that bold stand. But the devil about won that. You have to look hard to find an authorized King James Bible. When you go to the bookstores anymore, uh, Lifeway bookstores in Nashville, Tennessee, they're a uh, corporate uh, business. They, they sell Bibles. They go to the back room to find an authorized Bible. They don't have them available. They have to look for them or order them. And then I watched the devil's crosshairs move from the Bible that he's about won the battle to the home. And boy, he's doing a good job on destroying it. I mean, whoever heard. I never thought our government in my lifetime would cave in to such an ideology as a same-sex marriage. Obama, the son of Satan. What I meant to say, Obama, the son of Satan, lied to us all at Saddlebrook Church. I've still got the interview where when they asked him, can you define marriage? He said, well, that's between a man and a woman. He was lying the whole time. And uh, the devil's author of lies. He's the father of lies. And nowadays, who knows? I mean, what's next? Two men marrying, two women marrying. Two men marrying one woman. There's no boundaries to that. When you remove a biblical position, it's a standard. And when you take it out of the way, then the logs just keep rolling and there's nowhere to stop. And you take God out of the picture. And I've watched that. I've watched us lose that battle. Who, who would ever thought transgender? I wouldn't be off color. Y'all have accused me of that. I never have been. But but I wouldn't be off color, but the truth is that that kind of stuff didn't happen when I went to school. If you was a sissy, you didn't let nobody know it. 
they've come out of the closets and, and men have gone back into the closets. Amen. There's no fear anymore for that stuff. Amen, Brother Tony. I'm going to preach in a minute. And now I believe the focus of the devil's attack has become the church. We are in the age of grace. And maybe you don't study the Bible through dispensational view, but if you had any brains, you would. Somebody say amen. Because you can have a hard time explaining some stuff if you don't. He writes in 2i John, y'all there, 2 John. The elder unto the elect lady. Do y'all see that? The elect lady. He says in verse 5, now I beseech thee, lady. In verse 13, he says, the children of thy elect sister greet thee. And the church has been identified as the bride of Christ. Now, mind you, we've been feminized to the point that we've lost our, our masculinity and the church has been identified as a lady, but all of the characteristics and traits of the New Testament church are masculine. Outside of reproduction, we're to bring children, we're to bear children, we're to be fruitful. Amen. And we ought to work at that, bring forth fruit, more fruit. And, uh, and I see today the attack is heightened. Most of us suffered through COVID and we have not rebound yet. I wish I could say Middle Tennessee Baptist Church was there. And I echo what the preacher said about the bus ministry. Don't quit. It'll come back. Amen. And we're seeing week after week growth and we're gaining ground again. But I, ta- I saw people leave our church that I never thought would leave our church. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, every night of the revival. I'm talking about camp meeting. I mean, at everything we had, 100% faithful. And at the first opportunity, at the first what they consider to be a legitimate, a legitimate reason I mean, they jump the fence and they're gone. We're looking for them. I mean, the FBI can't find some of them. And they're looking for them. They're looking for them. We're in a mess. And uh, boy, I've enjoyed the preaching this week. And uh, I mean, every single thing I've heard, every single message I've heard, I've agreed with. And I can't say that most places I go. There's too many Calvinists hanging around some of these places I go. And too many of them closet Calvinists hanging around some place like that. Amen. But I feel like the, the, that some people just don't get it. And some of them don't get it because they don't want to get it. They've already predetermined. You're not going to change. We're not going, we're not going to, we're not going to bow under the authority of God. Jeremiah 6, 6, he stands you the way and see and ask for the old paths where is the good way and walk therein and you shall find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk therein. They were resistant. They were rebellion. Exemplified. And we're living in that hour. And people just don't get it. There's a lady had been saved and she invited a preacher over to eat with them on a Sunday afternoon. And there's a week ahead of time and she told her boys, her boys was rough and her husband had been saved out of alcoholism. He's a drunkard. And uh, she said, now y'all going to have to act right. The preacher's coming. Said, I don't want no slang talk. 
I don't, I don't want y'all, I mean, listen, y'all gonna have to talk, right? Look, look at the preacher in the eye when he talks to you and be, act like, have manners at the table. And so, man, I mean, they were scared all week long, nervous. Was nervous. Finally, the preacher came out to church on Sunday, walked in, they sat at the table and, and he asked the blessing. And mama said, Johnny, had three boys in the family, she said, Johnny, what you want? He said, I want some of them dad burned potatoes over and she just said, okay, and pointed her to her husband. He took Johnny outside, man, he whooped the fool out of him. He come back in, <laughs> looked over and said, now, Billy, what do you want? He said, well, I want some of them dad burned potatoes. <laughs> said, go on out, went on out. And I mean, tore him up, man, whooped the fool out of him. He come back, <laughs> finally looked at us and said, now, Tommy, what do you want? He said, I know one thing. <laughs> He said, I don't want any of them dad burned potatoes, praise God. <laughs> and the problem was he didn't get it. I hope you don't leave this atmosphere and this great investment and forget it. The attack on the church is evident to me. Laodicea. If you don't see what's going on, you don't want to see it. You just don't get it. I, I'm thinking today of, of this revival in Kentucky, so-called revival. Under God. I mean, I've got multiple problems with that. I hadn't heard that mentioned since I've been here. I mean, are y'all scared to say Asbury revival? And I don't care what you think. Don't, don't try to take something out of context if they're not for us, they're against us. Don't use that in that context. You're probably preaching millennial texts for now too. Amen. You all right? Everybody listen at me. We're in a mess that our young people immediately, all of those that have already deserted us and their children are liking all of that. I got a problem when they're having Holy Eucharist. If that's not Catholic, they ain't a cow in Texas. Somebody say amen. amen. They're going to drink the blood of Jesus and eat the cannibals. Uh, and that's sanctioned under a Wesleyan holiness that believe in eradication of the flesh, second work in the grace, sinless perfection. And then look what they're acting like. Look up in here. God ain't within a thousand miles of that doing over there. And if you're naive enough to think that, you think wrestling's real. So somebody say amen. Those kind of movements, they have an emotional start. And I'm for shouting. We, we shout at the drop of a hat, and we bring our hat and drop it at church most of the time. Amen. It starts with emotion. It, it is sensationalism that sells it. They get a big following. It, it's a, a ecumenicalism. It's ecumenical that defines it. And then they, skepticism automatically, they, that angers them. If you have any question about it, 11 out of the chapel speakers at that Holiness Wesleyan College in Asbury were women. Now look up here, friend. Don't bow your head, I'm not ready to pray yet. God has never yet and never will call a woman to preach. Unless you have a genderless Bible. If any man desire the office of vision, he desireth a good work. Let him be the husband of one wife. 
I mean, it's, it's very clear who's called to preach. They've embraced that. And, and you mark that crowd by their fruits, you shall know them. Who's attracted to that crowd? I meant to say, if Greg Locke's going to it, we don't need to be going to it. Is everybody okay? Hey, man, oh yes. A while ago, I was real nervous. I had butterflies in my stomach. Now they're flying in formation, praise God. We got problems. We've been given a goodly heritage. Typology, one of the greatest tools of Bible study we can have. She's the elect lady. It's amazing to me, a lady, a lady, that's, that's a, pretty, a pretty specific definition. Not just a woman. In fact, if you Googled it, we're pretty close to that around here. If you hit your Google and you look up lady, you'll find a lady is a, used as a polite, old-fashioned form of reference. The church is likened in an old-fashioned, that, that's on your Google search. If you look for a lady, she's a woman of superior social position, especially one of noble birth. Last time I checked, we're royalty. A lady. A lady. If you turn with me to Proverbs 31, I'd like to preach tonight on a good church is like a good woman. A good church is like a good woman. Who can find that virtuous woman? Virtuous having or showing high moral standards. Its archaic definition is chase. It's used to Particularly describe a holy, a virgin, a clean woman, virtuous woman. The Bible tells us in chapter number 31, verse number 10, who can find a virtuous woman? Our Heavenly Father, I need your touch tonight. And how we've enjoyed the sin. Oh, how it's blessed my soul from the very first song I've heard here. Lord, I thank you that they've been all Christ-honoring. They've exalted you. And now, Lord, I stand where the arm of flesh would indeed fail me. I've already been motivated by every sermon I've heard preached and challenged. And, and Lord, it makes me want to preach. But we're living in an hour, and I, I would rather help somebody than entertain somebody tonight. I, I value this opportunity and privilege. And from the top of my head, the sole of my feet is my desire to please you. And I pray, God Almighty, that you'd give me backbone and courage to say everything that I ought to say. I know that the fear of man is a snare. And Lord, remove that from my mind. And Lord, break those chains that would tie me and hinder me. And at the same time, I want to bring glory and honor to the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to exalt him. I want to exhort the saints to serve you. And Lord, as we await your soon return, I want to serve you so that we can hear those words well done. I'm not naive enough to think that we're all going to hear it, but I want to hear well done. And so tonight, help me to preach. Thank you for Dr. Treber. Thank you for his family. Thank you, Lord, for this place and what it means to the world, not just California, not just the states, but across the globe, the influence that this place has. It, this great work cast a shadow from sea to shining sea. Now help us tonight to leave here after these three days of gathering, 
with a determination, Lord, to labor with intensity to fulfill what you started, the church, while you were here. Help us, we ask in your name, believe in it, and may long live old time religion till you come again. Amen. Amen. Who can find a virtuous woman? Can I tell you that typology is not some kind of a strained thing in the scripture? It's given to illustrate application and how we can be used. I'm talking about it's given for us to find easy ways to parallel the Christian life. And here, no doubt, this virtuous woman, when it asks the question in verse number 10, who can find her? I mean, that's pretty, pretty awakening to me. I never thought I'd be asking that question. But you can't find her now. In fact, when you identify her and parallel her with the church, who can find a virtuous woman? I'm talking about, man, nowadays we can't even find churches. And if you take the name church off the sign, it usually starts like this, Grace Baptist Church. And then Grace Baptist. And then Grace Church. And then Grace. Here at Grace. I don't like that kind of identity. I like that here at Grace, independent, fundamental, premillennial, missionary, King James only, slobber slinging, sweat wiping, high blood pressure, gravy sopping, biscuit eating. Hey man, independent Baptist, independent Baptist, independent separatist Baptist, hey, King James only, church. Amen, friend. But now we have names like the Oasis. That sounds like a song I learned in the 70s. Somebody help me now. The experience. I mean, honestly, if you parallel that with the lady and experience, it almost gives a, 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 an off-color connotation. The names that they've tied, the Lord Jesus Christ called it the church. He said, upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Well, we're messed up. The church, it's a virtuous woman. Who can find her? Can I say that it's hard to find a virtuous woman? It's hard to find a good church. You've got to look hard to find one. I was, in, I was in Kentucky at a pastor's fellowship, and the preacher got up who was hosting the fellowship, and he said, my wife and I went on vacation not long ago, and it was in the state of Tennessee. I mean, man, you'd think there'd be a lot of churches to find in the state of Tennessee. And he said, we're on vacation. And said, we started searching through the phone book to find a place to go to church. He said, he sold the prayer. He said, Pastor said, it amazed me that we couldn't find the right kind of church. They're hard to find. Who can find? You have to look for a good church. Good woman's hard to find. I've been blessed in my life. My mother's in heaven now. I was raised by some good women. I had a mama and a nanny. And I mean, God bless me. I was surrounded by good women at, at, at Forest Hills Baptist Church, old-fashioned Bible-believing women. And we've been, we've been blessed to have a heritage of family and, and grandparents and great-grandparents. Thank God for it. But I'm going to tell you something. It's hard to find a good woman now. Said she's price is far above rubies. I'll tell you this, a good church is worth something. Jesus identified it as a pearl. You bought any pearls lately? It's called the pearl of great price. What kind of price can you put on the place where your children are going to hear the gospel? How they're going to hear that Jesus died on the cross and how he was buried and how he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, how that he died for them. Hey, where are they going to hear the truth in this hour? 
The Bible said that the church of the living God, it's the pillar and ground of truth. Where are they going? It's worth something. The value of a church. Who can find a virtuous woman? The Bible tells verse 10, for her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her. Her husband can trust in her. I'm worried in this hour with churches that have been blessed. What are you doing with what's been given? Because the Bible said, to whom much is given, much is required. I preach lots in Western North Carolina. When you slobber and spit a little bit, you get to preach up there. And there and over. Somebody say amen. I was in a church not long ago and the treasury report came out. There was probably 41 people sitting in the auditorium. Buildings paid for, the grounds paid for. They had over 250 something thousand dollars in their savings account. Now, now something's wrong somewhere. When there's missionaries struggling to make it on the foreign soil. Amen. When there's works of God that need funding. When the Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. The Bible said, give us this day our daily bread. It didn't say give us this year our annual supply. It didn't say give us our monthly supply. God wants us to be dependent on him. I'm worried about a church that does not have some trouble with money. Because the early example were 12 disciples. And on April the 15th, they couldn't even pay their taxes. They came frantic to the Lord and said, Lord, we can't pay our taxes. We, we don't know what to do. And he said, well, go watch Dave Ramsey. <laughs> Your guru. No, the Bible says, given it shall be given unto you. That works individually. That looks collectively. That works as far as the church is concerned. Amen. I'm saying to you, man, can God trust you? Can God trust the Middle Tennessee Baptist Church with money? Can God trust us with money? They said, Brother Tony, how come you pastor just the number you pastor? Because God knows how many I can handle. Hey man, I'm having a hard time keeping what I have. We run people off where I come from. <laughs> Sissies can't stay. Somebody say amen. <laughs> hey friend. I'm talking about can God trust you? A good woman can be trusted. I hadn't checked on my wife since I've been gone. I've been married to her 33 years. I, I don't have some kind of a, a, a private investigator going behind me while I'm gone to see what's happening at her house. I've got confidence in her. Amen, I've got faith in her. Does God Almighty tonight, can the Lord Jesus Christ as our groom-to-be, can he have trust? Does he have trust in what he gives us? A good woman can be trusted. My daddy would give my money, my, 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 my daddy would give my mama money. And honest to God, I mean, I, I would pray, Lord, help her not to lose her memory. Because she had it in snuff cans. She had it in mason jars. She had it in the family Bible. She had it, I'm telling you, there was money all over the house, friend. I mean, in cookie jars. Is everybody listening to me? My mama had money. Hey, and, God, and when daddy needed something, he'd say, Jerry, I need something. She never, she'd go rattling jars. She wouldn't let us see. <laughs> everybody had to close their eyes, put on a blindfold. My sisters are crooked. Somebody say amen. Y'all listening? Can God trust you? A good church is like a good woman. And my text tonight is a good church is like a good woman. The Bible said in verse number 12 that she'll do him good and not evil all the days. A good church is good for you. 
A church is good for you. I mean, I find no fault in the church. I mean, praise God, the chief cornerstone is the Lord Jesus Christ. We're members fitly joined. A good church is like a good, the attack today is on the church. Can't y'all see that? They're doing everything they can to undermine the other, take the name away, take her identity away. I mean, uh, uh, to give her some other titles. I, I identify her different way. I go into a church, a good church, friend, uh, help you. Sometimes things have to hurt to help. My mama, boy, she was old timey. She's so old timey. My mama wore knees out on her swimsuit. And that's old timey, friend. My mama sold to, we, 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 we never wore shoes. We judged our manhood by how big a gravel you could run across barefooted growing up. <laughs> Only sissies wore shoes. And, and, and occasionally I'd stub my toe. Can I get a witness on stub your toe? And Brother John White, stub your toe means three layers of epidermis that has been pulled back. Raw meat and blood skeeting out the end of it. It was excruciating to say the least. And mama would go in there and she'd say, okay, Donna, Sherry, KK, y'all come on. And then I'd say, no, no, mama. She'd say, hold him, girls. Hold him down. I'd say, no, mama. I'd say, cut it off. No, mama. And she'd go to the medicine cabinet and she'd open that old sheet metal medicine cabinet. And when she'd pull it open, you could hear where that condensation had called rust. And it would screak. And I mean, I was like a Vietnam vet having flashbacks. I'd say, no, please, mama, please. And she'd go in there and she wouldn't get this, she wouldn't get this uh, uh, neosporum. That's for effeminate people. She didn't get bactine. We didn't have that. She had what they called methylate. It was in a brown, dark brown bottle with a red stopper and a long applicator. Had some called mercurial chrome. Y'all listen to me, young people, I'm not lying. It was so bad, there was a skull and cross, crossbones on the side of the bottle, a skull and crossbones. And man, she would come at me with that thing and she'd say, now hold him girls. I said, KK, get ready to blow. And I mean, man, that whole, Donna's sitting on my knee, K getting ready to blow and Sherry holding my shoulders. I thought she's gonna knock me with oil. Somebody help me. And she would gather more on one of those glass applicators. She would tilt it. I don't know how she could do it. It looked, it looked like a gallon hanging off the end of the thing. And she'd douse my toe and it felt like unto God Almighty that it had been set on fire, battery acid. <laughs> and while she was making that application, she'd say, she said, now Tony, it's gonna hurt you, but it's gonna help you. Yeah, hey, I said, yeah, you got the first part right. It's gonna hurt me, oh God, help us, please, mama. But inevitably, within about three days, the hide would toughen up. Good church, you just get used to going to church, you'll like it sooner or later. You'll like it, just keep on going, it'll help you. It'll help you. Good church like a good woman. The Bible said, doing good, and she seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. I'm telling you, a good church, a good church is busy. I'm worried about these Christians. We call them 3S Christians down in Tennessee. They sit, soak, and sour. That's all they ever do. I mean, the church is no more to them than a crutch and a help to them. They're not trying to be involved. Wasn't too long ago, the couple wanted to join our church, and they came to the altar and 
I shook their hand, they professed Christ. And the woman got to doing all the talking. I knew something, right there, something wrong somewhere. A little henpeck husband sitting over there scared to death. Look, 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 I mean, it looked like he had some kind of St. Vitus dance going on. You could tell he'd been abused. Somebody say amen. And, and I said, well, we're glad you're here. you saved. They said, yeah. And, they, well, and, and, and I said, well, and she said, now, pastor, uh, my husband was a, formerly a deacon. I said, that don't mean a blessed fired thing here, ma'am. And what I meant to say was that don't mean a blessed fired thing here, ma'am. And I meant to say that don't mean an airy thing here, ma'am. And she said, and I'm a teacher. And I said, great. I said, we need some help in our second grade girls. Oh, she said, oh, 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 I only teach adults. Look out. Look out. Are y'all okay? I said, why don't you go join Franklin Road Baptist Church? It's just a few miles down the road from us. They would welcome you. Is everybody okay? Don't bow your head. I'm not ready to pray yet. I come in here preaching. I'm going to leave out of here preaching. Hey, neighbor, I'm burdened about this crowd. They won't do anything except what they want to do. They, they think they desire, they desire, and they think they deserve uh, some kind of a title, uh, some kind of position. Friend, we're laborers. Uh, Bible said, wherefore we labor. How whether absent uh, or present may be accepted of him. Amen. Labor. Laboring. We're laborers together with God. Working. Laboring. It, it, it's, it's a, a good church is working. They don't have time just to sit around and argue over the money. Good church like a good woman. Y'all still here? Amen. Bible says in verse 14, she's like a merchant ship. She bringeth forth her food from afar. Good, good church would go the distance. Good church like a good woman. They don't, just, they don't go till they bump into trouble. They go on. They sail through trouble. And she brings forth her food. Good woman to feed you. Sir, if you married a woman when they holler, supper time, and all the kids run to the car, you got the wrong, you got gypped. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Most of these millennial homes, they might as well take the kitchen out. Some of you, the best place to hide your wife's Christmas presents in the oven because she sure ain't gonna use it anytime soon. Amen, Brother Tony. That's good preaching right there. But a good woman knows how to cook. She knows how to prepare food. Hey, a good woman knows how to feed you. My mama was the kind, I don't care what time you came in, we'd come in maybe from, from school at a late night or some traveling. I'd come in from a meeting and I'd walk in there and my mama would say, y'all hungry? I'm talking about middle of the night. Come in at midnight, she'd get up, put her robe on, come walking in there. Y'all want anything to eat? And she always had something to eat. Good church like a good woman. And my text tonight, hey, good church like a good woman. They'll feed you, friend. And a good, good woman knows what you need, not what you want. My mom would say stuff like this. Now, don't y'all ruin your appetite. We're going to eat supper in a little while. You don't need that junk food. I didn't listen to her, but I mean, she said it. (laughs) 
You don't need that. You're going you're gonna to ruin your appetite. You don't need it. She knew what you needed. I was at a church not too long ago, Brother Ricky, and it was down around your place. And I, and I left and they had a suggestion box on the wall. And it was like, and I, and I asked the preacher, what is this suggestion? He said, well, I, I gave our flock the opportunity to give me some sermon suggestions. I said, I wouldn't even ask my wife what to preach. Some, are y'all okay? Over my dead body. Is everybody listening to me? Hey, uh, we, we have suggestion box. My hind leg suggestion box. A good church knows what you need. They can look at you and tell you what. They, they look at you when you got Moab all over you. They can see the Moab all over you. A good preacher's got good eyes. He's got direction. He's got discernment. And a good church is like a good woman. You'll go there, you'll get some food, friend. You'll get something you like. And if you don't like it, you can learn to like it. It's called, it's called an appetite. It's called an acquired taste. First time I ate turnip greens. I'm so Southern, it's pitiful, sir. I mean, they was talking about presidents this morning, and I said, mine was Jefferson Davis. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Watch me. We had turnip greens. And, and, and when I walked in the, Brother Barnett, when I walked into the house, I remember as a child, it the, the pungent smell of those greens, and, those, and it was in paper sacks. That's paper grocery sacks. We used to wrap our school books with those sacks. Do you remember those days? Did they have books back when you were in? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Stay with me. And man, I smelled, and I, and I said, what is that, mama? She said, it's turnip grains. She said, you're going to like them. I said, I ain't going to like them. Look out. And then she washed them. She put them in one side of the sink. We had a big old two-bay farm sink there, and she'd wash, and there was grit and sand and rocks literally come off those leaves. And she'd move it to the other side of the bay, and, it, and I thought, Lord, I looked, and I said, what is that? She said, I'm cleaning them. I said, man, bite into that and crack his tooth. Somebody help me. I said, I don't want that. She said, you going to like them. I said, I ain't going to like them either. I'm telling you, mama, I ain't going to like it. Man, she washed them and she blew it. She did it three or four times, and every time it just more dirt and sand. Finally, she started cooking them. She cooked them all day, and it smelled bad when they were raw. And we started cooking them. I thought, well, somebody's ate Mexican. Help me. Hey, man. I mean, man, I'm, what's going on in here? She cooked those things all day. Every time I smelled them, it, it, it turned my stomach. And then we were raised that you eat what's on your plate. By the way, a good church like a good woman, she don't give you options on what you're going to eat. I'm so sick and tired. Well, <laughs> my children only eat pizza and chicken tenders. You know, the, white, the mama needs a whooping for that. Somebody say amen. They don't eat, they only eat chicken tenders. God help you, sir. Look what you married. Amen. Good church. They don't, they don't take, and man, mama cooked them things down, and it, it, the smell, it was terrible. And we had to eat what was on our plate. And so when she started, I said, don't put a lot of them on there, because I don't want a bunch of them. I ain't going to eat all that. I mean, she put somebody, and it looked like a chawed tobacco that somebody done spit out. And where I come from, I'm real familiar with what that looks like. And I said, Mama, somebody done eat them. I don't want them. But I started eating them with a little chow chow on them and some pepper sauce. 
and some hot water cornbread, fried cornbread, and a piece of Spam. And if you're too good to eat Spam, you ought to move to the Philippines. They love it over there. I mean, we'd cut it right thin and fry it on both sides. Spam's, hey, listen, that's a Southern delicacy. Somebody say amen. Praise God for Spam. Man, I got to eating that. Listen, you better not put no turnip greens in front of me now. I'll eat every one of them and then drink the pot liquor they're setting in. Is everybody okay? Because I have acquired, I learned to like it. You just hang around a good woman. You'll learn, you'll learn to like things you never thought you'd eat. You'll learn to enjoy things you never thought you'd enjoy. I've watched people join Middle Tennessee Baptist Church and for the first few weeks they were enduring it. They'd flinch when I preached. Like, oh God, did he really say that? And I said, I did, I said it. But now they love it. I mean, they like it, they love it, and they want some more of it. I'm talking to you, friend, a good church. Hey, a good church, a good church. Good church is like a good woman. We got that Burger King religion now, have it your way. What we need is that Wendy's religion, old-fashioned, hot and juicy, praise God. Amen. Amen. She, she riseth up while it is yet night. You know, a good church has always been good church. I don't, I don't believe the sun ever sets on the work of a good church. My bunch just came in from the Philippines. They flew from Manila back down to Los Angeles, from Los Angeles back. To, they just got home just about an hour or two ago. Maybe they're in service, I don't know. But man, we support missions. That term missionary Baptist, that's not some kind of associational denomination. That's a mentality. That's an evangelistic vision. That's, that, that's in contrast to these fatalists and these Calvinists. We believe in reaching people. Highways and hedges. Amen. Go into all the world, preaching gospel to every creature, baptizing them in the Father, and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things once I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Hey, good church is out there all the time doing something. We may not be open 24 hours here. I, I mean, we may have to turn the lights off on occasion, but somewhere on the foreign soil, somewhere on this globe, somewhere on the circle of the earth, the work of Middle Tennessee Baptist Church is going on right now. Right now, somewhere. Good church, like, I don't, I don't understand these churches so self-centered and so nearsighted that all they think about is here. What you going to do with that command? By the way, it's a commission. It's a military term. It's not optional. He said, go into all the world. Amen. We're supposed to be reaching the masses. We've never been given more platform than we have in the 21st century with all the technology, with all the transportation, with all the goods we have, with all the funds that have been supplied. Man, we need to be reaching souls with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the good church is concerned. You go into church, you can tell. I go in churches in the South and their walls are plastered with Southern gospel concerts. Bunch of long-haired. Bunch of Gaither homecoming. Help me. You walk in there, I'm thinking, where's the mission board? Oh, we're going to Gallenberg. We're going, we're going to the quartet convention. Let me say something. You better not go in, you better go in the men's bathroom alone. Somebody say amen. There's enough effeminates up there singing tenor. Don't bow your head. 
I don't trust them. Listen, I don't close my eyes if I go to a Cortex convention. Amen, friend. Everybody listening to me. Hey, something wrong somewhere when our emphasis leaves evangelism and soul winning and the burden of God and the burden of Christ. He did pray, pray ye, therefore the Lord of the harvest that he'd send forth labors into his harvest. We've lost that. But a good church has a mission vision. Good church like a good woman. They working all the time. Good church considers the field and buyeth it. Good woman, good woman's always got money. My mama has money. I don't, always got money. I don't know how she, my mama always, when she died, man, I went through her billfold. I got looking through her bra drawer and everything else. I went through her long drawer. I'm talking about, we're, we're, look under, find, mama's got something hid somewhere that she ain't told somebody about. I was looking inside her shoes. Is everybody okay? Man, she could find money. She pull it out of the, I'm talking about like a magician. We ought to name her Houdini. And she'd say, close your eyes. Close your eyes, come back, there it is, surprise, here it is, $100. Listen to me, a good church spends money. They spend, it says that they buy a field. They, they consider the field, they buy it. Bunch of tight-wadded churches. I'm talking about the tax on the church. We spend on everything else. We invest in everything else. Our money has been diverted from, from the souls and from missions, from outreach, uh, uh, to every other kind of thing. Every other parachurch organization. I know I've lost y'all, but I ain't got to the good part yet. Just stay with me a minute. Good church like a good woman. She girdeth her loins with strength. Good church is strong. Miss Tracy, my wife, she had TC, who was supposed to be Troy Curtis. And we talked to Troy Curtis for nine months, <laughs> named him TC. And then when Troy Curtis came out, I told the doctor, something's wrong. <laughs> this is not Troy Curtis. It became Terry Christine immediately. Somebody help me. <laughs> she had, and then about 11, 12 months later, she had Troy Curtis. Because we're going to have a quarterback. I don't care what happened. If we'd had a quarterback, she'd still be having children. Somebody say amen. I watched her, Uncle Chad, carry Troy in one arm and TC in one arm. All the time. She's, she, she, I don't know how she could vacuum. I think she held the vacuum cleaner in her mouth. she got a strong neck too. Amen. I mean, she told, she told him, she'd go around all the time. She always had a child. In her, she's always doing something with a baby in her arm. A good woman's strong. You say, how's that working out? I wouldn't take my wife off today. Somebody say, hey, man, I'd, you reach up and fill her arm, you think you're grabbing an anvil. Somebody say, hey, I'm talking, is everybody okay? Hey, good church like a good woman, she's strong. Hey, strong, we got these weakened churches, anemic. No, no, no doctrinal identity. Baptistic. That sounds like some kind of disease. Somebody help me. We're Baptistic, sound like, sound like some kind of disease. Help me somebody, friend. Amen, we're not Baptistic, we're Baptist. We're distinctively Baptist. Amen, friend, we're, 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 amen, we're Baptist people. Baptist born and Baptist bred. And when I die, I'll be Baptist dead, friend. I'm talking about, hey, we identify ourselves, we're strong. A good church like a good woman, she's stout. 
It may not be in her physical traits, but she's strong. It ought not take a lost man to visit one of these churches out here two Sundays and not find out they're, they're anti-sodomites. You ought to walk in and see that we don't have a limp-wristed something playing the piano. And the quartet don't have on pink ties. Pink ties is what I meant to say. Amen. Oh, oh, oh yeah, it's preaching time now. It's preaching time now. I'm saying, hey, they're strong. They're easily identified. You can tell a strong woman. Churches ought to be strong. What we are, why we are, who we are. She's strong. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Good church knows big woods from brush, knows a saw log from a sapling. They know what's good and what's bad. They know what's good for you and they know what's bad for you. The church does. It's preaching time. I'm feeling it now. My wife, about November, it's inevitably, she sends me to the grocery store about Thanksgiving. And she'll say, go get me some Eagle brand milk. That's condensed milk. There's lots of brands you can buy. There's Carnation. I went to Kroger, and I'm thinking, you know, she should have already prepared, but she didn't, so I do what good husbands do. Because a good woman will tell you to go do something, and a good church member will do it. Somebody say amen. Because the answer is always, okay. But we say it different in the South, it's yes, ma'am. Amen. She said, you're going to get some condensed milk for me. I need four cans of Eagle Brand milk. Man, I went to the grocery store and I went to Kroger and I walked in there and I, I looked and I went right straight down the aisle and I'm talking about all of it was gone. It's Thanksgiving, man. They're making pies. They need, they need condensed milk. They got to have that for desserts. Well, I come to Ted this morning. Yeah, I said dessert. Hey, I feel spiritual every time I say that. And, and I looked and the, and the shelves were empty. Brother Barnett, I, I, I called the manager and I said, hey, we got a problem. He said, oh, we've got carnation. I said, uh-uh. <laughs> no. Eagle brand. No, but we have carnation. I said, hold up. My wife wants eagle brand. I ain't going through that again. I done been through that. If she wants Eagle Brand, she gets Eagle Brand. She knows good merchandise. And he said, well, all I know to tell you to do is go over to Walmart because we're out. I said, can we search the back first? Let's go back in the back. Man, I went through every box back here looking for some Eagle Brand. I couldn't find it. And I'm talking, man, I went to Walmart. Walked back there, same thing. No Eagle Brand. But there was all this other stuff called great value. And the manager told me, he said, there's no difference. It's all the same. There's no difference in great value. There's no eagle brand, great value. It's all the same. I said, hey, Hoss, 
you don't know my wife. It ain't the same. It said great value on it. There's got to be an eagle with his wings spread. I mean, look like he's hovering over, fixed to catch a rabbit. I got to have eagle brand. I can't have great value. Oh, we're swapping out for nothing. We're trading our heritage. We're trading our birthright for a bowl of pottage and a good church. Knows the difference. There is a difference. There's a big difference. Big difference. Good church like a good woman. She layeth her hands to the spindle and her hands to hold the distaff. Those are two textile tools, they're rods. And this deals with thread. The threads of the wool and the flax, the cotton, they make the cloth. You understand, without thread, you have no cloth. Most of the churches today, all they're looking at is the, the finished product. But they don't think how it got started. Most of the millennials, most of this crowd, all they want to see is some, they, they're, they're just, they're, all they're doing is just hovering around waiting on somebody to die to take over work and then ruin it. And then desecrate it with some kind of ESV and some kind of contemporary music paint the ceilings black and have exposed ductwork, look like we're in a warehouse. Amen. And call out a church. I thought she was of nobility. I thought she was one that had high standards, that lady, that e-leg lady. Y'all still here? What it is, it's giving attention to detail. Brother Trebers. <laughs> What is he, O-C-D-X-Y-L-P-O? I'm so nervous around there. I feel so tense. It's because he wants things right. If the thread's not right, I don't know much about sheets and pillows, but my wife does, and, and I bought her some sheets. I thought I was doing a great thing. And almost she cussed me. She'd been hanging around the deacon's wives that week, and I was wearing... And man, I, 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 said, I said, I got you. So we got some pillowcases and some new They pretty, ain't they? She said, look at this. And there's a number on there. Can somebody help me with that? I still don't know what the problem was, but there wasn't enough numbers. She said, it ain't got enough count on it. I said, man, this ain't Dracula. This is some bed sheets, friend. I, I'm, I'm trying to say, listen, she was very concerned about the detail. Because if the thread's not right, the cloth won't be right. And we're just going haphazardly and nonchalant and trying to build the work of God in the last days. And the count on the sheet, the thread's not right. The fabric's not right. Hey, it's got to be some detail. And a good woman, like a good church, she's concerned with the details. Everything matters. Everything we do matters. The way we hold the songbook, the way we stand, the way we dress. Amen. Our attitudes, our outlook, our countenance, everything that we do matters, friend. Detail, it matters. Who you're liking on Facebook matters. Because you've really broken my heart. How come only the liberals can be hurt? 
but I don't get to be hurt. Can't I be hurt that you're liking my enemies? That you're embracing his enemies? That don't just hurt me, that ticks me off. Amen. I don't understand that. Detail's important, friend. Look at it. I'm almost through in about an hour and a half. She stretches forth her hand to the poor. She's generous. I just don't understand why we, we're going to send all that money overseas. Because that's what we do. That's how we get, given it shall be given unto you. She's not afraid of the snow for her household. You know why? Because her household are clothed. Y'all knew I was going to get to it. (laughs) If you have any spiritual deduction, you knew I'm coming to that part. (laughs) A good church will put some clothes on you. Let a woman adorn herself in modest apparel. Amen. Not bullfighting britches. Somebody say amen. Amen, friend. Hey, hey, a good church put some clothes on you. My mama always, she'd, it, it, it bothered me. She, she'd, now, if it was cold, I'd only get that cold in Georgia where I was born. But she, if, it, if it was like frost, if the frost hit, she'd say, put your toboggan on. A toboggan is not a sled. It's a hat you wear in Georgia when it frost. It's a sock hat. And man, I hate it. I, mean, I, always looked, I always felt like I looked like a nerd with a toboggan on. I mean, my papa didn't wear a toboggan. He wore a hat, Stetson. Felt in the winter, straw in the summer. But mama, you got to put your toboggan on. If you're going to go out there and wait on the bus, you need your toboggan on. I say, mama, I'm all right. I don't need my toboggan on. You know what? She wanted to keep me warm. You know what the world will do you because iniquity does the bound? The love of men is wax cold. Our churches ain't warm because they got too much of the world on them. They've got too much of the effect of the world. We need to be insulated. Amen. We need to have the wardrobe of God. We need to be put on the spiritual, that new man, praise God. My mama was real concerned. Get you, make, don't, don't make sure you got your jacket. It's going to get hot lunchtime. I'm going to be sweating. Because if you take your jacket and you can't forget your jacket, because if you leave your jacket, you'll get a whooping for leaving your jacket. And all the bullies are going to steal your sock cap and make fun of you. You got your toboggan on. Then you're going to get into the principal and busting him in the mouth. Somebody help me. Amen. But you know what? She is, she is concerned us having some clothes on. Good woman, I'll put some clothes on you. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Tapestry, that's like needlepoint. That's, that's something you can identify. Stay with me. A good woman's like a good church. Good, and my text tonight, young people over here, my text tonight is a good woman's like a good church. And I got a lot of Bible for this. It's called Proverbs 31. Hey, man! Good church like a good woman. She'll leave a mark on you. That tapestry. My, my, my mama, all the ladies where I grew up, they, they were, they, they, people used to sew. Hey girls, look up here a minute. 
you know, before microwave ovens when a world would, when a girl would still cook and still could. Somebody help me. That's an, ought to be in a red book right there. They used to buy patterns. They used to go to the cloth shop. They used to, it's called scissors. Scissors. It's called needles. Needle. Sewing machine. Help me. Nowadays, if a button pops off, man, we ain't got enough women knows how to sew a button. They got to run to Walmart, buy another shirt. Amen. Stay with me, but, but my, my, mother, my mother could come in. She could find a hand-me-down dress somebody was wearing, and she'd say, look at that. And she, 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 I've seen her do it many times. She'd look at a piece of thread, and she'd say, Miss Eloise Bonds made that. She could tell by the stitch. She'd see how somebody made a stitch, how they, how they, how they sewed the seams together. How they, would, how they would cuff a pair of pants. She'd say, oh, Juanita Stowers. She'd say, Juanita Stowers made that. I'm going, my, my, are you somehow psychic? Man, I'm going, ooh. She could look at it. Say, yep. Mm-hmm. Know who made that? Francis Hoffman made that. Francis Hoffman sewed that. You know what a good church would do? It'd leave a mark on you. It, you ought to wear it real proudly too. It should never offend you if somebody said, oh, you look religious. You ought to say, thank God. Amen. Well, you, why do you always wear dresses, ma'am? Because I go to North Valley Baptist Church. My pastor is Jack Treber, and praise God, he's left a mark on me. Why, sir, do you look like a man? Why do you look, hey, why do you dress? Because I'm saved by the grace of God. And I've been passed from death unto life. I, and I've been resurrected from the dead. Praise God, I've been quickened. I've been made alive in Christ. I'm a child of the King. I, hey, I've got an heir. I'm a joint heir with Jesus. I, hey, why? Because he's left a mark on me. You ought to be better identified and unapologetic about it and real proud of it. Good church like a good woman. Her husband, he's known in the gates. A good church brags on Jesus. You get around a good church, they brag, they're bragging on Jesus a lot. Right? I go to churches now and honest, it's some kind of personality contest. I'm burdened by these evangelistic associated and it's after their name. Their initials and then their name and on the side of the, the truck. That bothers me. That bothers me. Pride come for destruction. He said, if I be lifted up. As Moses lifted up the serpent, even some of them be lifted up and I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. We ought to be exalting Christ. She maketh fine linen and selleth it. Do you know a good church has got something everybody wants? You know, you know why these liberals are coming after the graduates of this place? Because they got real good quality. They got some good merchandise. That's why, they, that's why, that's why Nebuchadnezzar wanted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel, because he wanted the best. He wants the best. And we've got something. We're trying to train the best here. That's why they keep fishing. They keep courting. They keep coming. Because they ain't got it on their side. 
They ain't got no loyalty over there. Amen. They ain't got no work ethic over there. They hadn't got any know-how over there. Hadn't got no unction over there. Hadn't got any discipline over there. So they want to come over here and fish out of this pond. Hey, hey, a good church got something somebody wants. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. Good church is patient. Now you're going to leave here, and we all, man, every time I come here, like I'm overwhelmed. Like, I mean, we don't have that many people in our church singing in the choir. Are y'all okay? I'm thinking like, man, that'd be a great crowd on Sunday morning. Somebody help me. I mean, we got more instruments up here, man. Good night. This harp over here, I haven't heard it yet, but I just like looking at it. Somebody say amen. If I had a harp, I'd mic that thing up, put a strap on it, and carry it around with me. Somebody say amen. I'm almost, man, I want that. I'd like that. If you're not careful, you'll leave here intimidated. Thinking, man, it'll never happen to us, but just give it time. Just keep on and keeping on. And, and in time, it'll, you'll find time. Well, God will bless in time because a good woman's patient. Good church like a good woman. We're just going to wait on God. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understandings and all thy ways. Acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Just keep on trusting God. Hey, friend, the attack's on the church. We need some good churches. She opened her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is kindness. Man, a good church, they got something to say. And a good church got something worth listening to. Let me help you. This is pretty shallow and elementary. And I'm almost through, Dr. Treber. Y'all can tell I've got 31 verses. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Cut your cell phones off during preaching. Unless you're a brain surgeon and you're on call, nobody's qualified to have their phone on. I never see such disrespect. And what you sow, you're going to reap. I'm bothered by it. Because if it's being said at this pulpit, every other conversation ought to be on hold. I'm talking about if, we, if we're t preaching about puppy dogs. Somebody say amen. You ought to bark like you like it. Somebody say, is y'all okay? It ain't time to roll your eyes. You listening? She's full of wisdom. She looketh well to the ways of her household. Good church gets in your business. I, would, I wouldn't give a dime. I would not be a member of a church who did not have me accountable for my actions. My mama's, my, Brother John, I, my mama, you knew my mama. My mama, I mean, I, I used to get embarrassed with stuff she'd say in front of my friends. I'd be with my friends. I mean, teenage boys were fixing up. She'd say, Tony, y'all going out? I'd say, yeah. She'd say, make sure you got on clean drawers. <laughs> and I'd say, Mama, hey, hey, hey. Hey, Mama. Hey, like, okay, Mama. She'd say, you never know, you might have a wreck. 
Y'all might have a wreck, have to go to the hospital. I don't want them to think we're nasty. I'm going, oh, come on. Ah. No, mama, don't do it. She gets in my business. She, she gets in my, she, she, she'd embarrass me. Man, I'm 16 years old, get out of the shower. Hey, did you wash behind your ears? Yes, ma'am. Both of them. My parents never knocked on the door before they came in. Are you kidding me? And if my reaction was not a smile on my face, I probably would have woke up under an oxygen tent somewhere. And to be drinking, you know, hamburgers through a straw with a wired jaw. Somebody help me. That that ain't none of the pastor's business. Yes, it is. Everything you do, every, every, every post you make on Facebook, Every, every, every time you post, post them on, on Instagram, all your Snapchats and all that other out of hell stuff. Look up in here. It's all our business. It's my business and I don't even belong around here because we're children of God. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. We're to hold one another accountable. Amen, friend. See, a good church gets in your business. I ain't going to stay much longer on that one because I can see there's women hissing at me at this point. (laughs) Back to you, ma'am. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Down where I come, we call it blessed. Her children. It was about three, four months or three months ago on a Wednesday night, young couple come in the aisle on a Wednesday night prayer meeting service in the mid-30s. And I was recognized this. I said, young man, introduce yourself to us. He said, Brother Tony, you know me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I said, oh yeah. Uh, who are he? he said, man, I'm Brandon, man. He said, I got saved here. When I was nine years old. <laughs> 20, 23 years ago. You know me. I said, oh yeah, Brandon. Man, I'm thinking, God, don't strike me dead in this place. He said, I just came back. I said, well, I probably baptized you, didn't I, Brandon? He said, no, you didn't baptize me. He said, I hadn't been baptized. He said, but I'm back. And when he did, you know, I immediately changed my text. I preached on, I'm back. Somebody help me. I preached for three or four hours on I'm back. He said, Brother Tony, can I say a word? This is his first time Wednesday night. He said, we started visiting around. We wanted to get in church, me and my wife. And he said, we went to this church and he named it. And went to the, he, said, he said, it just wasn't like our church. Our church, he hadn't been since he's nine. He hadn't even got baptized. He's alien. Somebody say amen. I'm Baptist. Somebody, hey, hey sprinkle don't count. And good intentions will never get it done. Somebody say amen. And, 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 and he, he said, man, it just wasn't like our church. He said, man, we visited this church and said it was dead. And he said, man, I just walked in the doors. And he said, we hadn't, he said you hadn't started preaching yet. But he said, it looks like nothing's changed. 
He said, thank God you haven't changed. She said, how'd that work out? Well, the next Sunday, Brandon was there and Britt, his wife. And church was over and everybody left but me and another deacon named Brandon. We were sitting in the front and they were hanging around. And I, and I hollered, we was only listening to bit. I said, hey, Brandon, when are you going to get baptized? He said, I guess next Sunday. I'm ready when you're ready. And I said, Britt, what about you? And she said, that's the problem, Brother Tony. She said, I'm not saved. And then she went about three steps from a mourner's bench. I said, you're in a real good spot to take care of that. She got saved. The story hadn't ended. Her children will rise up. Good church like a good woman. You won't forget your mama. He said, I got saved here when I was nine years old. That next Sunday, they came in the door, Britt and Brandon. Behind them were 10 boys. Nine of them were sophomores. Britt teaches in public school at Riverdale High School. She teaches 10th grade English. She had, one of them was her son, Grant. The other eight that came were just students of hers, sophomore boys. And then her eighth grade other son was with her. I mean, all of them had hair too long. Hey, man, y'all okay? Immediately I changed my message, man. I was preaching salvation. I preached the gospel that morning. I said, if you're here for her baptism, come on back. And Britt and Brandon and two others that were prepared went back to the baptistry. And while they were getting ready for baptistry, I gave an invitation to the lost. All 10 of those boys walked out. All 10 of them got in the altars. They spread all over that altar. Man, they was getting saved down there. I went on back to get ready to get baptized. And when we walked into the baptistry, Britt came in and Brandon came in and and I hollered down. I could see some of them had already been saved. They said, and I said, hey, Grant. And she, she looked. That was her son. I said, Grant, I said, what did the Lord do for you today? He said, Brother Tony, the Lord saved my soul. Man, she started quivering. In the, and it wasn't because the water was cold either. Somebody help me. She started shaking and tears come down. And I called her other boy. I said, what about you, son? He said, Lord done the same thing for me that he done for Grant. Y'all Okay. All 10 of them, I've already baptized most every one of them. Their parents have come. All because their children rise up. See, a good church like a good woman. Hey, those people we've, we've witnessed to, those people we've influenced, they're not going to forget about us. And on those long, lonely nights and those nights in the hospital and those hours by the hospital bed and somewhere in a mortuary, somewhere at a funeral home, somewhere at a cemetery, they're going to look back and say, wait a minute, I remember my mama. I remember where I got saved. Favor. The Bible said many daughters have done virtuously. That L-Y means just for a little while. Big difference between being a virtuous woman and doing some things virtuously. See, not all churches are the same. Some of them do virtuously, but they're not virtuous. It's my desire to pastor a virtuous woman. It's my desire to develop, develop a virtuous woman. You see the text. Favor's deceitful. Not everybody's going to like a strong church. Some of them's going to like that beauty that's vain. Oh, yeah, it all, oh, we left. We were under such bondage over there at North Valley. We've been set free. I just wear my pants on Sunday night. 
We just we have our praise and worship. We've been praising and worshiping. Hey, praise God since AD 33, friend. I felt so free. Put your hands together, everybody. JC's in the house. The roof is on fire. Help me now. Let me tell you what I felt. I felt Satan. I felt the devil. Oh, all that looks attractive to a generation, but it's vanity. It ain't going to last long. Verse 31, give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her. Did you know a good woman don't need, don't need any outside interference? We're living in an hour where it seems like social media has become the thermometer. It's become the, it's become the standard. How many likes on Facebook? Let me help you. Let me remind you. Let me take you back. We're living in an attitude. As long as people put like, we're accepted. Listen, friend. Paul said we labor where the absent are present. We'll be accepted of him. You can build a crowd and not build a church. Dr. Tree would have to tweak with just a couple of things around here. And you talk about mega church. He just has to tweet. I mean, y'all the kind of church, I mean, anywhere from Charles Stanley to Sammy Allen, if you live in Southern California, this part of California, you've got to come here. That's not an attack. That's just the truth. Any kind of conservative stuff, where are you going to go to? What's the options around here? All he had to do is just turn it down just a little bit, just tweak a little bit down to get the approval of somebody else. Let them set your music standards for you. It won't hurt just one song. It's just one thing. You know, that's what Eve said. It's just one thing. Just, just one thing. It's just one thing. It ain't but one thing. And look what happened to humanity. A good church like a good woman. She don't say it's just one thing. She's not looking for the approval of others. Now you're going to go back home in the morning. And the challenge is going to be on. You're going to be, you're going to be on fire. If you, if you hadn't been moved, motivated, something's wrong somewhere. But it's not going to take long for one of them wet blankets. Some of those ice cubes are going to put out that wildfire Brother Angel's talking about. It's my desire, knowing the attack of Satan in this hour. He's focused on the church. He's won that battle on the King James. I mean, he hadn't beat us, but he's won the battle. He's won the battle on marriage. I mean, it's law now. He won it. I realize there's always going to be a church. He's coming back for a church, a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. But it's going to be a remnant. I want to be part of that. Good church is like a good woman. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.